Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Under an hour remaining then in the Race of the Remembrance. The time scheduled to go until 3.45, but we're going to be completing 12 hours racing before 3.45. So the race will finish at about 3.40 or 3.41, I reckon. Um, So just under an hour. We've got 58 minutes of the race still to go. And Rob Boston then with the Lotus Elise number 19 crossing the line now. 323 laps now completed. But Rob still owes us one more pit stop. TWP Mazda is back out on the circuit now, number 73 uh, in third place. Nick Dugill has handed it over to Brad Philpott. And Brad, say that TWP car 73, still has another pit stop to give us. He's only done eight. He needs to do nine, according to the regulations. Everybody else has already done the nine pit stops. And more or less, we'll be able to get to the flag from where they are. Class A, we've not told you about for a long time. And back to the leading Class A, fortunate that I did, uh, just as I was saying it, uh, goes the little red Lancaster Mazda. So number 14, the Lancaster Insurance Mazda, Brian Chandler at the wheel, goes through into the lead. Remember, he um, lost the lead, went down to fourth or fifth place, as far as I remember, in the number 14 car. Um with his uh, final pit stop, and we were speculating whether he was going to be able to get to the end of the race on the fuel. He's going to have to do about an hour, 55 minutes, I think we said, uh, in that Mazda, if he's going to get to the flag uh, without another pit stop. He does lead the class now, though, ahead of the two Track Scotland cars, which are second and third in Class A. It's... um, crystalline isn't it in the uh, number 55 car which is uh, sorry chris in the number 155 car craig dylan um in the number 155 car uh is in second place at the moment and then adam morrison in third place in the class at the moment driver warning flag going out to the driver of car 14 that is the uh, class a leading mazda Brian Chandler, he's been out for a while, so uh, just perhaps using the track limits to a slightly too much of an extreme. Into the pits comes Jeff Price. It's a bit early, I would have thought. Um, So Jeff Price, I think, coming in a little bit early. So uh, it will have to be a change of car. If it's a change of car, that will be another four-minute pit stop. Uh, He's already done his final pit stop as far as I'd worked it out. So uh, Jeff Price then, that's a surprise to see that car come in. Quite sure what the problem is. And as I say, Diana Binks won't be able to find out because where the uh, Caterham relay cars go is out of the range of our radio, Mike. I just realised that um, the lead car, Rob Boston, has still got to do another pit stop, hasn't it? I I was reading that wrong. I thought he'd already done nine. We weren't listening, Claire. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, uh, no, we were saying that car still has one more pit yeah. stop to do. Um, and it is the only car that has still uh, another pit stop to do. Although uh, there is a Citroen 
see one that still has one to do, I think, and that's David Drinkwater's car, or has he just done it? Um, the uh, car of Team Slower. Uh, yeah, Team Slower, David Drinkwater's car, 318, still has another pit stop as well to do. Um, but, uh, as I say, the concern at the moment is why Jeff Price had to bring the GPW caterum into the pits um, because that to my mind should have been able to get to the chequered flag from where it was uh, and GPW have had um, not quite a faultless run we haven't necessarily got to the bottom of all their stories because they did have a car that had a steering column break in qualifying uh, or no it wasn't in qualifying was it It was in pre-practice um yesterday morning uh and they got the car sorted um then we had the information that pete walters wanted to drive a different car from his own during the race and now with less than an hour to go jeff price going into the pit lane and say so that to my mind is ahead of its uh, normal schedule that has elevated um, well, no, that hasn't elevated it, but uh, up into third place, it's drawn my attention to the fact up into third place has come Don Henschel with the Heroes Trophy Caterham. So um, uh, you may be able to answer this one, Claire, but uh, it may not be uh, something that's on the tip of your tongue. Has a Caterham ever run at the Race of Remembrance in non-relay form as part of the Heroes Trophy? Yeah. It has, has it? Okay. A Caterham has, yeah. Right, okay, but it's not common for caterers to do that, is it? They normally run as relay teams. Yeah, normally it is the case that they run as relay, but, we, I mean, we did have some caterers. Um I think Scuderia BOG, uh, no, there was another one, Sofa King, wasn't there? I no, they, that, was, that was a relay team. Oh, they were was a relay, relay team, team Sofa King. We, I mean, this year we had one in the Heroes Trophy, um, but, but, well, I was, and before, I, I think there was one last year as well, right, and I'm trying okay. to think who it was. Graham knows. Thank you, Graham Kylo from Autosport Magazine. Uh, so the problem for the Paul Sheard Mazda, uh, it was a differential. Uh, I, thought was, I should have known where that was. Uh, that's overheated, apparently, in the back of that car. So uh, that car has been in the pits for about 20 minutes, I think, um, and hasn't yet rejoined. Uh, Ian, no, neither that car nor Ian Payne's car yet rejoining. So, uh, um... Hello, Paul. Oh, really? So they... Down, down to the pit lane, Diana. Yes, you can tell us. Uh, I didn't catch just what you were saying there, but I just wanted to... Were you talking about the 69? Uh, no, the 199 car. Ah, okay. Uh, that's no. got an overheated differential, and they don't think they're going to be back in the race. From right, what my okay. No, is. it was the 69 had come in, the Able Care uh, Lotus. Um, Jason McNulty's behind the wheel, and that uh, had to come in for fuel. They've just refueled, not driver change he got out they had to refuel so they just ran low obviously they've got no um, pit to car radio so they had to make a quick quick visit to the pit lane okay thanks very much diana and uh, so yes it looks like then we're not going to see any more of uh, paul sheard uh, the indication you gave us was that the uh, morgan might be back out again let's hope so before the end of the race uh, car number 20 the relay morgan team are also in the pits at the moment um, and 88 has gone back out into the race. So Lee Bristow uh, is back in the race. So uh, it was a 10th pit stop for that car. It wasn't a particularly long pit stop for Lee Bristow. Um, 
Yeah, four minutes, four seconds. So uh, uh, the absolute minimum that it could be for the GPW team. And that should mean it can keep its second place. It has two laps of a cushion on the DSP team. Uh, but the Lotus Elise, Rob Boston then, with still one pit stop to go and 50 minutes of the race still to run. Last pit stop for the, um, yes, Jason McInulty having got into the, uh, yeah, the 69 car came into the pits. Did you see who was in the 69 when it came in, Claire? No, you didn't, right? Okay. Uh, but I think the 69 car, I don't know if Diana, Diana, are you, are you still able to hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Excellent. Okay. Um, just go back to that number 69 Lotus. Yes. Um, they came into the pits. Jason McInulty has taken the car out. Was he in the car when it came in? Yes, he was. It was no driver change. Right. Okay. And they didn't refuel it, presumably, no, either. Just refueling. They did refuel it. Yes, that's why it came in. Right. Okay. It needed fuel. Okay. Uh, so they did put fuel in, but the pit stop itself was only three minutes. Um, now... Uh, I will just check the regulations. I'm looking at Claire because she knows the regulations no, off by heart. No, but I think if you refuel it, you do have to spend four minutes in the yeah. pits. Four minutes, driver change or, re or refueling. Right. It's four minutes. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to uh, double check. So uh, that uh, Lotus is going to have to come in for a further penalty pit stop um, because it uh, didn't spend four minutes in the pits. It only spent three minutes in the pits. Um, and if you come in, even if you only refuel the car, you do need to spend four minutes in the pit. So um, not prejudging what the organisers are going to say, but I think they'll be able to work that one out as well as I can. Uh, so we may well see that car coming back into the pits again. Such are the vagaries of this type of racing where there's a lot of regulations to keep your eyes on throughout. Lee Bristow goes through, uh, second place in the overall positions for him, 1 minute 40 on the lap time, still waiting for the final pit stop from the number 19, Lotus Elise. There goes the 69 Lotus Elise across the line, now topped up with fuel, but as I say, somebody uh, didn't quite get the stopwatch right uh, on that car. There's Boston going across the line again, and secures himself at the top of the timing screen. 329 laps completed and another lap from Rob within a second of his best lap time. So that Lotus Elise, they may have got that little bit of damage, which uh, is keeping it from doing the ultimate lap times, but it's only about a second off, which is not too bad at all. Yeah, I think he's going to put as much as he can down and then do his last in and then that's it isn't it that's what he's going to do that's what he's clearly well, doing it, it, it'd be interesting actually to see whether Peter Mansfield takes over the uh, for the final stint mm, they've yeah. uh, um, let's say Peter's done a good job they've got a five lap cushion now on the rest of the field their final pit stop will have to be a four minute stop whether it's a driver change or refueling and they'll have to do one or the other and uh, so but uh, without pre-judging it they've had a good run in that lotus and uh, it started the race from pole position it's been quick it's mostly stayed out of trouble and um 
up until this point, it's been very reliable. But uh, we've seen a couple of cars having braking issues. We've seen cars having problems with differentials. And uh, so there may be uh, a few telltale signs on that Lotus. It's uh, done 11 hours and 15 minutes of racing. So uh, it's going to have been feeling like it's been in a race by the end of this one. He had his fair share of issues last year, bless him. He's just coming into the pits now, so that will be his final pit stop, I think, the number 19. Absolutely. That uh, certainly will be their plan as well, I would think. Uh, Team waving him into position. Then Rob Boston comes to a halt. The fueling uh, jug is ready. The earthing cable is attached. Uh, Driver has to get out of the car before they refuel it. And he does so now. Nobody there to help him, poor lad. Uh, yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say that. Normally there's someone up there. Um, well, it's, it's your car, Rob. You get out of it yourself. Uh, nobody helps me get out of my car. Um, anyway, so uh, Rob safely out. Uh, can't see any sign of Peter Mansfield uh, about to get in. But uh, as I say, they've got time. Uh, the tough jug uh, goes in. And maybe another one still to come just to give it its full top up that'll be about 40 liters going into that car i would estimate and that will be more than enough to get it through the last 45 minutes of this race is that peter with the actual fire extinguisher uh i don't think so um maybe um i know he's yeah it, it was somebody wearing peter's helmet um yeah there he goes but, yeah so no it was peter with the fire extinguisher yeah. um I mean, the, the, the rule being that if you're doing fire uh, refueling jobs, you have to wear a fire suit. So it might yeah. be the best way is just to do it with the driver. So <laughs> yeah, it was Peter Mansfield then standing by with the fire extinguisher, now getting strapped in uh, and assisted in the job by Rob Boston. And they've still got two and a half minutes of this pit stop still to go. So there's still plenty of time. Uh, why didn't I notice that earlier on? Brian Chandler has brought the Mazda number 14 into the pits. That's up at the top end of the pits. Um, whilst I've been concentrating on Rob Boston, I haven't noticed that red Mazda. The Class A leading Mazda is up at the top end of the pits. What is that doing in the pits? It's up on its jacks. This is a car that was leading Class A, number 14. Brian Chandler, we were speculating that it would be able to get to the end on the tank full of fuel that it had. Well, it's got something else wrong with it because they've got it jacked up. They're underneath the car on the right-hand side. I wonder if that Mazda's got braking issues as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the end of this race is uh, certainly being a challenge for some of the Mazdas. We've lost the 199 Paul Sheard car, uh, that with differential problems. But the number 14 car, which looked like it was going to be able to uh, take the uh, position in Class A uh, has fallen behind both of the Track Scotland cars now. And the amount of work going on on it uh, looks like there's a little bit more to do yet. The car has been in the pits already. The number 14 Mazda has been in the pits in already for six minutes uh, and can't get necessarily the best view in the world from up here, but uh, a lot of work going on on that number 14 car up at the top end of the pit. So very bad luck for them. What's bad for them is good for Track Scotland, though. Leaves them with a 1-2 with the two minis. Adam Norrison and Craig Dillon, first and second in Class A. Hello, Paul. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, Diana. What yeah, can you no, tell I'm us? I'm just here at the number 19, and they're putting tape on the windscreen seal at the top. So there's obviously a small issue there. And as they are doing that at the number 19, the number 20 are waiting to come out of the garage. So they're going to get back out on track, but they've got to wait till these guys have finished their pit stop <laughs> 
they can't get out. They're just easing their way out right now. Everyone's waiting. Engineers chatting to Peter, who's behind the wheel of the 19 for the for the final part of the race. Yeah, another 20 seconds and they'll release the uh, Lotus. Uh, the other thing I need you to do, though, Diana, is to go up to the top end of the pits and have a look at that number 14 Mazda, uh, because that was going to win its class in Class A, and they've got some problem with it. Poor old Brian Chandler. Uh, he must be absolutely devastated that that car has had its problems. So uh, the Lotus on its way. Peter Mansfield then uh, goes back into the race without losing the lead and has now completed its nine pit stops. Uh, we still have another pit stop owed to us from the number 73 car. The TWP Mazda has one more pit stop to do. And as Diana's just been telling us, the refueling the refueling can't be done in the garage. They have to push it out of the garage before they refuel it. But uh, that number 20 car you told us was having braking issues. Uh, I think that's now been resolved. And so uh, will it be... Um, it won't be Ian Payne, will it? It'll be uh, getting into the number 20, Paul Vokes. Yes, you told us that. So... Paul Volks uh, has, uh, will be taking out the Morgan. And uh, so the fuel going in to the Morgan at the moment. So, yeah, back out into the race has gone Peter Mansfield. And uh, he completes 300 and he's only 332nd lap now. And we have 40 minutes remaining in the race. So, yeah, that'll take us until just two minutes before uh, when the race was scheduled to stop anyway. So uh, we'll get the full 12 hours of the race of remembrance in. And still just looking up at the very top end of the pit lane, we've got the number nine Mazda is in the pits. That's one of the Jaffa Cates cars. Um, but as I say, the number 14 Lancaster insurance car, uh, that's been in for some time. And uh, say so some uh, work still going on on that car, I think, right front. Um, fuel now into the Morgan. So off goes Paul Vokes, number 20. Lost a lot of places whilst all that work was going on, but uh, Paul Vokes then uh, manages finally to get back into the race. He was, what, 40 minutes delayed in the pit lane there for Paul. And uh, so bad luck for the Morgan team. The other Morgan team, the uh, team... Uh, Oh, the relay team from uh, the Morgans have uh, also had their problems over the course of the race, even with the four cars that they've been available. But uh, they're in 20th place overall uh, with the number 21 car. It's Craig Hamilton-Smith 
uh, out at the moment. In fact, they'll be into 19th place soon because they'll have just gone past the Mazda in the pits, the Lancaster Mazda. Down in the Citroen C1 class, we have a right old battle going on. I'm just uh, trying to work that one out because... Uh, on 286 laps, we have the first two cars in the Citroen C1 class. Rab Sport Racing with number 432, Josh Potter, and David Scotting at the wheel of the FDL car, number 417. They are separated by just five seconds. Uh, now, they're not five seconds apart on the road, but they are five seconds apart in terms of the aggregated times. I'm just waiting for Josh Potter to come through on his next lap. Uh, 4.32, there he goes now, the red car, and the gap has gone up on that lap. So, yes, that's changed very recently. Josh Potter lapping more rapidly than Dave Scotting, and that gives him the lead of the class by eight seconds now. So, um, Josh Potter lapping more quickly than Dave Scotting, but... (laughs) Who would have believed after 11 and a half hours of this race that there's less than 10 seconds separating the first two in the Citroen C1 class? I was lucky enough to see a Citroen 24-hour race at the beginning of this year where there was uh, a change for the lead of the race on the very last lap. Um, Just been handed the handicap standings after 11 hours with just 24 minutes of the race still to go. And... Uh, what we really need to know is what the gaps are. Uh, the leader of the handicap at the moment is the number 64 car, the Solo 64 team, um, which has kept itself nicely out of trouble, been very consistent, which is exactly what winning the relay team race is all about. Ryan Hooker, Will Rossetti and Giuseppe Fillet, uh, the team at the moment that leads the um, handicap relay race and remembrance on two minutes 15 uh, and they are very many four very many very nearly four minutes clear uh, so the gap between them racy mcrace face are second on handicap uh, and as i say the gap is very nearly four minutes uh, then it is about a minute and a half back to gpw racing in third place now question i suppose then is can lee bristow in these closing um 35 minutes of the race, came back the three minutes that he needs in order to uh, get the GPW car uh, up the field. The rest of the handicap standings, as far as the relay class is concerned, uh, GPW number 88 in third place, Cock Wombles in fourth place, Optinec Racing are fifth, Piston Emotional is sixth, Scuderia BOG seventh, and the Aero Racing Morgan team. Uh, in eighth place. So uh, those are the provisional positions uh, as at uh, 11 hours. And with just 35 minutes remaining in the race, I say, wouldn't put it past Lee Bristow if he can uh, make up some ground to at least get second place. I'm not sure that uh, he'll be able to make enough of improvement, uh, enough of an inroad into the Solo 64 team to get to the end uh, at the head of the field. Peter Mansfield goes through completing another lap, still two laps clear of Lee Bristow. Uh, Lee is lapping considerably quicker than Peter Mansfield, as he always does. But uh, at the moment, Peter Mansfield then, with that two-lap cushion, 
should be able to take through. And in any case, even if the relay car does get ahead, uh, it will still be the Rob Boston Lotus that takes the Heroes Trophy and the highest honours in the Race of Remembrance. Michael O'Reilly going well now for Optinec Racing. He's uh, pushed the number three car up ahead of the number 17, Caterham. Paul Aram back at the wheel of the number 17 car, but that car uh, is a Heroes Trophy car. So as far as Heroes uh, are concerned, and this is the cars that uh, are not relay cars, single car entries, uh, Rob Boston racing leading overall, Peter Mansfield. Second, TWP, Brad Philpot at the wheel of the Mazda MX-5 for TWP racing car number 73. And then Paul Aram for DSP racing, the Caterham. So Lotus leading Mazda leading Caterham, the top three as far as the Heroes Trophy is concerned. Nice uh, variety amongst them. Relay cars in second, fourth, sixth, seventh and eighth places. And uh six sorry uh yeah second fourth sixth seventh eighth and ninth places um to give them all their correct positions into the pits comes the triple nine car 999 mark simmons bringing the honda civic in the tailgate opens the fuel is going in uh, no sign of a penalty having been awarded to the 69. Maybe I uh, miscalculated that one. I oh, know the 69 is actually in the pits at the moment. That's what's uh, caught me out. It's uh, underneath me. And off he goes again. Uh, that was probably the stop and go for 69 that we calculated earlier on. Off he goes down the pit lane. And so the Able Care Lotus, that was kind of one of those cars that I thought might be featuring in the top 10, but uh, various problems uh, for... Uh, all of the drivers, really. Danny Holland having had an off and a penalty. Jason McInulty, David McInulty uh, co-driving that Lotus. But lots of little problems, and that means that the car now outside the top 10, down in 14th place. And going through now, Craig Dillon taking over the lead of Class A with uh, now becoming a battle between the two Track Scotland minis. Um, who are separated by not very much, but laughing in very close proximity to one another. Josh Potter continuing to draw away from Dave Scotting in the Citroen C1 battle. Um, the two of them still separated by uh, 17 seconds. But as I say, uh, that is a gap that is going up uh, and probably will continue to go up in the remaining half hour of the race. So Peter Mansfield uh, still uh, holding on, but his lap time is considerably slower than uh, those uh, that Rob Boston was doing earlier on. Yeah, I just think he's taking it quite easy now, probably trying to um, just make sure that the car makes it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if uh, Diana's going to get the possibility to uh, have another chat with Rob Boston just to see if uh, everything is OK with that Lotus. But certainly it uh, has been gone going very well for the 11 and a half hours thus far. Just half an hour remaining in the 2019 Race of Remembrance. And then we'll be uh, able to decide who is the race winner this year. It's uh, certainly been a fascinating race in all the different classes, and uh, there have been some uh, great stories as well as uh, some disappointments. But uh, I say my heart does go out to the uh, Lancaster insurance team because uh, I really did think that car was uh, uh, going to be on to win its class. But uh, sadly, as I say, having come into the pits, uh, what, how long ago now? 20 minutes ago, uh, no sign of that number 14 going back into the race. Uh, Diana's down there in the pit lane. I don't know if she's been able to find out anything about the Mazda. Maybe. Uh, yeah. The, sorry. Uh, are you in a position where you can hear me, uh, Diana? Yes, I can. I just didn't hear what number. Uh, number 14, the Mazda up at the top end of the pit lane has been there for some time. Um, was going to be a class winner, we thought, as in on the your toes. Okay, I'll go and find out. Thank you. Uh, Ricky Coomber comes in with the 99 car. Um, they did suggest that he might need a little bit more fuel before the end of the race. Ricky, I suspect, will probably stay in the car. The car jacked up, getting a new set of tyres down there. I haven't actually seen any fuel going into it just yet. So uh, maybe I just wonder if Ricky's had a puncture or something. Um, well, if they refuel it, he's got to get out first. Uh, well, exactly. And he hasn't. And they, they, as I say, they haven't looked as though they're going to refuel it, no, but they are now. looking at tyres. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be four wheels, four new wheels getting into the uh, number 99 car. So uh, number 99 was in the top 10. Ricky Coomber just dropped out of the top 10 with this pit stop. This is the 12th pit stop for that car. And we still in the last half hour uh, need to have one more pit stop from the TWP. Uh, Diana can tell us something about the Mazda number 14. Yeah, they're not going to make it back out. They had um, brake caliper. Uh, leakage, so they they're not going to be able to do anything to fix that to get it out. Obviously, they're devastated. They've not managed to to finish the race, but uh, they've done everything they can. But they said no, it won't go any further. Unfortunately, oh, that is an absolute disaster. Uh, so yeah, very sad for that car. As I say, it was on course to uh, win the class. So uh, uh, as I say, it depends whether you're a mini fan or a Mazda fan. But uh, if you're a mini fan, uh, then you can celebrate because it's a one-two as far as Class A is concerned for Track Scotland. Adam Morrison and Craig Dillon trading the lead at the moment. They're separated by just seven seconds, those two. Um, and uh, I, I, we weren't interested, actually, to know whether there's any, tra any, uh, any team orders at Track Scotland. But uh, no, they've certainly gone well, those two minis. You were... Uh, Shouting the uh, praises of minis earlier on, Claire. I love them absolutely. I mean, it's 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 terrible for for that car, and, and that's the thing about endurance racing, isn't it? You just, you you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we we were here one year, and I went out just in qualifying, and the and the gearbox suddenly fell apart, and we had a terrible year. So, um, and then the other year, we you know we came first in class, but that's the beauty of endurance racing, really. <laughs> 
uh, indeed, any kind of motor racing, it seems, is uh, a story between um, having great success and it's either a great success or a great disaster. Ricky Coombe is on his way again with a new set of tyres on the Honda Civic. There's a lot of smoke coming from the back of the number 18 uh, Mazda MX-5 as it came across the start-finish line. Um, it's seeming... Oh, no, it's not. Um, it's still smoking as it goes up the hill uh, towards Rocket. Um, so the number 18 car, that's, and there was another car just ahead of him locking up a wheel uh, as he goes into Rocket. But uh, the smoke coming out of the back of the number 18 is either a tyre rubbing against some bodywork or he's actually losing some fluid onto an exhaust pipe. Um, we'll uh, keep tabs on him as he uh, goes up towards, uh, well, he's up through the rocket sequence and coming back down the hill now. Um, yeah, I think it may be a tyre rubbing because it happens at some points more than others. That's the number 18 car, which is a new car for today. Um, the 18 having uh, had a misfire yesterday, which the team couldn't find. And so they asked if they could get a new car uh, and they managed to achieve that. Uh, 88 uh, has just gone through the pits and Pete Walters takes 88 back out onto the track. So Lee Bristow's done his bit. Pete Walters now doing his bit. Um, that seemed like a short pit stop to me for 88. No, it wasn't. It was four minutes and two seconds. So uh, that's perfectly okay. The smoke is getting worse. Getting worse, uh, isn't it? I was just going to say to you, <laughs> Just as it went past the uh, start-finish area, it really is quite bad. don't know what it is. No, I can't I... actually see what is actually causing that. No, I think it might be a tyre rubbing against bodywork, um, just from the way that the smoke comes and goes. Um, but uh, he's, I was going to say, about to be overtaken by the Morgan, yeah. but no, it's not. Uh, we now have a safety car. being shown uh, and the Morgan flies past the pair of them I would say just before the safety car actually uh, was deployed or at least before the, the uh, marshals waved their yellow flags as he was going through there so the Morgan uh, going past so I can't imagine that they've deployed the safety car just because of the uh, smoky number 18 but what it does do, Claire, is that it allows the TWP Mazda, Brad Philpott, to come in uh, and make his ninth pit stop because he's still yeah. on only eight pit stops. Still on only eight. So, so it does get very interesting now. So 73 can come in now under safety car conditions uh, and make its final pit stop if it so um, uh, wishes. Um, and that will probably be Brad Philpott, I would suggest, staying behind the wheel uh, for this final pit stop. Coming into the pits is a Mazda MX-5, but it's not Brad Philpott. Uh, it is the number 96 Jaffa Cakes racing car, which has already done uh, its requisite number of pit stops. Uh, Stephen Moody then brings their car in. The safety car has the train behind it already. Recovery vehicle just moving up towards the top of the hill. Uh, yes, yeah, so possibly something uh, at... Uh, rocket or a peel out of our sight. Um, unless, know, know, can I just tell you? I don't know if you know where peel gets its name from. Um, no, I don't. It is John Peel, the DJ, it was right? It, honest to God, that is the truth. The only reason I know is because Nick Damon told me last year. Okay, and what connection does John Peel have with Anglesey? Because I think he was here once. 
<laughs> he was here once. Excellent. <laughs> I think he was here once. And I, they I, named I, it after I, him. I, obviously, I, he's the late great John Peel. I uh, look forward to uh, a, a, a Smith Street then at some point. Yes, obviously. <laughs> you, you've been here more often than John Peel has. I've been here too many times. No, um, I love it here, actually. Uh, well, everybody does, Claire. That's absolutely. So, uh, 20 minutes of the race to go, and um, I won't say this is a final safety car period, but surely it must. In has come Brad Philpot. So, Team Radio working well there. And so, Brad, uh, actually, he's out of the car, uh, is Brad Philpot. And this will still have to be a four-minute pit stop, even if uh, they don't need to refuel it and they don't need to change the driver. It still needs to be four minutes because even if you don't do any of those things, uh, you need to make nine four-minute pit stops. And uh, the number 73 Mazda team has only made eight, um, or well, it has made nine now. Um, I have to look up to the uh rocket and peel to see why the recovery unit went up there and can't see why that might have been at the moment so we'll wait for that car to be recovered unless it's just another team running out of fuel yeah that's what i was thinking um, which seems to be uh something which a number of cars have done over the course of this race they uh are allowed to run out of fuel on the circuit and then get towed back or pushed back or um, just put to the top of a hill and uh, then they can put some more fuel in the car and get on with their race. And the safety car is already pulled off. So across the line they go. Green flag greets Peter Mansfield as he crosses the line, completes 341 laps of the race, 21 minutes and some change still to go. Pete Waters goes through behind him on the road and not too far behind him. Um, and uh, in second place, completing his 337th lap. So four laps behind Pete Mansfield. Uh, and we still await to see what's going to be the uh, decision after the handicap as to who ends up as the handicap winner for the relay uh, section of the race. Uh, TWP still in the pits with the Mazda. Um, the safety car period was so short, it's not going to make much of a difference, I'm afraid. So, uh, yeah, they're still waiting for a minute and 20 seconds to go. Uh, Dinah Binks is down there in the pits. She's been up to have a look at the TWP Mazda pit stop. And there was obviously nothing much to tell us because uh, Diana's dived into a garage to get warm. I Another cup of coffee. I suspect, looking at Diana, actually, that there's more and more layers of clothing that have gone on. So uh, although it stayed dry, um, temperature has dropped uh, as the day has worn on. And uh, it's now getting quite cold out there. So uh, it's uh, gloves and hat and hood for uh, Diana down there. But uh, she's worked very hard, I think, amongst all of us uh, I've just stood up here and uh, kept dry, but uh, Diana's been down there uh, in the thick of it throughout the 12 hours of the race or the 11 hours and 40 minutes that we've had so far. And uh, still, I mean, one of the most impressive things I've had, although we've, uh, we've had a few uh, retirements towards the end of the race, Claire, in general, reliability has been very good, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's been a very good race for all of them, I think, with the, with the exception well, of... As number you say, 19 is uh, come straight into the pit lane. They've got an issue with brakes and the car with Peter Mansfield behind the wheel has gone straight into the garage. Oh, no! So last-minute dramas here for the Rob Boston Ab Racing. Absolutely. I was saying about brakes possibly being an issue. Um, I don't know whether Rob had mentioned anything to uh, to you or anything else, but that isn't... No, he didn't. 
Absolute drama then. We probably didn't want to tell you. Uh, Peter Mansfield then uh, into the garage with just 19 minutes of the race to go. And, well, they've got a four-lap cushion over the best of the relay cars. They've got a six-lap cushion um Actually, no, it's not. It's seven laps cushion on the best of the other heroes' cars. And that's the other caterer and Paul Aram at the wheel of the DSP car. Well, seven laps is only 15 minutes, so they're going to lose the lead unless they can get the car out. So, yeah, well, they're working frantically inside the garage. So, um, you know, we'll just have to watch and see. I'll keep you updated as soon as I see them leave the garage. Well, absolutely. Can you tell what they're actually doing to the car? They've got it up on the jack. They put some oil in. And now they're looking at the front two wheels, but that's all I can see for the moment. Right, okay. Um, so, uh, so Rob's having a look around the car now. If that is a braking issue, they don't seem to be uh, addressing the fundamentals. If uh, uh, they've put more oil in, that won't uh, necessarily help the braking issue. But absolute disaster then, with just 20 minutes of the race to go. The race leader from... Okay, they've fired it up, they've put the wheel back on, and they're about to get it out of, back out on track. They're taking it out. The jack is still, they're just doing the wheel nuts up before they get the car back out. Okay, thank you. It's quite frantic activity in I, there, obviously. I, I can tell. I, I could see you pointing as well there, Diana. Um, yeah, I just spotted something, so I didn't want it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to help as well. Um, so uh, the uh, car in the garage at the moment. Right, as uh, you can see, well, you can see, but uh, the listeners can't. They were just doing up the wheel nuts at the front left, and Peter has, has gone straight back out. Rob, that was a bit of a frantic activity going on in there in the garage. Tell us what happened, what you saw when you got it inside. Um, driver's got a long brake pedal to the point it was going to the floor, but there's no sign of any missing fluid or any leaks. So we've just had to tell him to go and manage it. Uh, I, I know you took the wheels off at the front, but you put them back on and you just said, right, get back out and, and just manage it as best you can. Yeah, no leaks, plenty of fluid in the reservoir. So whatever it is, it, it potentially... Uh, something bound mechanically, so it's just going to manage on what brakes he's got. Nervous nervous moments then? Yeah, very. It's going to, uh, it's going to be very close now. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, that is uh, very, uh, yeah, uh, very dramatic indeed. Of course, he doesn't have to do a full four-minute pit stop if he doesn't change the driver. So they've sent Peter Mansfield back out again. Uh, in the end, they lost just... Uh, how long was the car in the pits for... Uh, two minutes and a quarter uh, they were in the pits for. So uh, um, now Peter Mansfield will be out there and indeed just have to managing it. Um, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where actually there isn't time for him to do anything about, uh, for them to do anything about the brakes if there is a severe problem with the brakes. They just have to get out there. Meanwhile, Ricky Coomba is uh, drawing attention to himself. Um, now he's taken the wrong shortcut. You see, this is... Um, the, there is a shortcut uh, route on, uh, now I don't know what my Anglesey circuits are. I think that's the coastal circuit, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which um, takes you across the start-finish line, uh, but if you turn right immediately after church before you get to school, uh, then you get yourself, but then you're, the problem is you're not then um, in a place where you can get into the pit lane. Um, I can't imagine that Ricky Coomber is out of fuel because they brought him into a pits just a little while ago. What do you think, Claire? I don't know, but I don't know what the clerk of the course will think about that being there, um, whether or not he will like that car being there. That yeah. car being there. The number <laughs> 99 the on number the Civic 99 being, being Civic on a service road. Being on a service road just out of 
school is it well yeah, did you come out of it's called Club, Club Corner. Club Corner. Um, so, yes, it's uh, on uh, the link road that uh, joins uh, church to the uh, pit straight. And, yeah, the Clark's course isn't too, too yeah, fond of having I was going to say, because I can um, see the safety car brake lights suddenly appear, and now we've gone to safety car. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it, that, that car is not in a place of danger at all, but um, clearly it can't be left there. Uh, and Ricky Coomber um, has... As I say, I think just made an honest mistake. He thought he was taking a shortcut. Uh, it may well be the car has just out of fuel, but uh, if the uh, recovery unit can just pull Hello, him across. Paul. Yes, Diana, what can you tell us now? Um, I think there's uh, there's an issue with the number 99 RKC Motorsport with Ricky Coomba behind the wheel. Seems like it's an engine issue. I think he may have stopped on track or he may be limping back into the pit lane, but he is making his way back in here. Right. So obviously, again, devastation at this point in the race for these guys. Yes, yeah, so, uh, thank you for telling us it's an engine issue because uh, that was what we were speculating. Uh, we can see the car from here. In fact, if you would go up onto the pit wall, you'd be able to see it yourself. Uh, it is, um, as we were describing, just after church uh, and on the club corner, which would bring it back onto the start-finish circuit, uh, start-finish line for the coastal circuit. Um, but it is not in a place where uh, it can get back into the pit lane easily. And so we're going to have to wait for a rescue unit to go and tow it back into the pit lane. The rescue unit needs to find a suitable um, place to get into the traffic to get across the circuit. Uh, safety car's so, only just joined the circuit now. so Right. So safety car boards have been out, but now the safety car itself comes out. This will be good for Peter Mansfield because he won't be using up the brakes. We've got 13 minutes of the race to go. The lap times that Peter did on his last lap are 1 minute 55, which is the best part of 20 seconds slower than he would normally go but his cushion over the rest of the field is three laps so safety cars just waved past the rest of the field and then picked up peter so now we'll now they will obviously get the 99 car back to the pits hopefully I just hope that uh, the Peter Mansfield doesn't run into the back of the safety car because he's got no brakes. <laughs> Don't uh, say that. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so... They've got to give that car back this year, <laughs> the, the puppy uh, car. Yeah. So the recovery unit on the circuit, and uh, Ricky Coomber, therefore, will be able to be towed to a place of safety. Um, as far as Peter Mansfield is concerned, the longer this recovery takes, the better. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, everybody else, I mean, the next car up, as I say, as far as the Heroes Trophy is concerned, is the DSP racing car. This is the Caterham number 17, which Paul Aram is currently driving. He's five laps down, though. Uh, that's going to be 10 minutes. We've got 12 minutes of the race remaining. So you can just about, I mean, this is slowing the pace down so much, and it's... Uh, I say it's preventing Paul Aram from closing the gap at all um, because, of course, everybody's just trundling around behind the safety car. Um, but uh, it's uh, yeah, frustrating for Ricky Coomba, obviously, who'd uh, been up in the top 10 at various stages of this race. Uh, at the close of play last night, when we stopped the race after six hours, that car was ninth. Um, since then, he's had a couple of problems, and uh, Ricky then uh, now being shown in 12th place, and uh, the uh, recovery unit attaching the tow rope to the front of the Honda Civic. Ricky is kind of half in, half out of the car, and 
he'll be hopefully back in in order to uh, um, tow the car. Now, this is awkward because I can't see the recovery unit being able to get him into the pit lane entrance from there um, because it will mean going across the flow of traffic. So he's going to have to take him all the way around. Almost the perfect place to stop that if you want to have a long safety car. Um, I wonder how much Rob Boston paid Ricky Cooper (laughs) to uh, stop his car out on the circuit. Um, Very good, Rob. Very good. Joking aside. We're joking, of course. Um, So the safety car comes slowly around, lights still on. Rob Boston immediate, uh, sorry, Peter Mansfield immediately behind him with this Lotus, which I have to say, uh, I mean, it would have really been a travesty uh, if it doesn't get to the flag first. And fingers crossed that it will. We've got 10 minutes of the race to go. And even though this um, safety car means that Paul Aram with the number 17 Caterham will close up because he's uh, uh, in the queue behind the safety car, he's not going to be able to get that five laps back uh, before the end of the race um, with only 10 minutes remaining on the clock before the end of the race. So it was drama averted, I suspect. Um, and some there'll be lots of uh, chewed off fingernails down in the Rob Boston garage, I suspect. But Peter Mansfield uh, will be... Uh, running around as carefully as he can behind the safety car. Um, the Honda... Um, He's got to go right the way they're up. Gonna, yeah, they're going to they're bring him in, uh, in via the service road, which then enables them to get into the assembly area. And uh, so Ricky Coomber then will be uh, following the tow truck. And the rest of the field going on round now... As yet, not quite having completely caught up with the safety car, but the safety car lights will be going out when they come down through the corkscrew this time. Ricky Coomber's car safely out of harm's way now and will be taken to the back of the garage. Bad luck for Ricky Coomber, but uh, I have to say, in comparison to the drama that we were about to have with Peter Mansfield, yeah. I mean, basically, we've lost seven minutes whilst that uh, was going on. And uh, that seven minutes has been absolutely crucial for uh, Peter Mansfield because, let's say, it's far easier for him just to follow the safety car around without having to worry about his brakes. Um, As you say, providing he doesn't hit it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, if he was going to hit it, he would have done so by now. Uh, the safety car just coming down now through the corkscrew turns left and onto the Tom Price straight. The lights go out and Peter Mansfield will be carefully, carefully, carefully going uh, up the long straight to Tom Price. Uh, sorry, the Tom Price straight to the hairpin. Uh, they'll turn through there and then we will have, what, about four laps to go uh, when they get them back. It'll be green flag uh, at the start finish line and... Yeah, I think we'll probably have about four laps to go at the end of that. And Peter Mansfield then with uh, everything to do at the uh, head of the field, but having to keep things nicely under control. Here he comes. Safety car pulls in. Peter Mansfield already uh, using the power of the Lotus Elise as he heads down uh, into the left-hander at target. Then... uh, He goes up the hill towards the banking. You'll use gravity at the banking to just ease the car around the corner. And uh, it may well be he's been pumping the brakes while the safety car's been out. And that might have just given him a bit of pressure back. Um, As I say, uh, we heard from Rob Boston saying the fluids are all high. Um, I only uh, 
imagination is that it's the pads that are right down. So uh, Peter very carefully, very yeah. gently through the long right-hander. The car on his tail is the... Just trying to work out which one it was. Um, Scuderia back of grid car, I think. The uh, 27 relay car, uh, which is... Uh, going to be going past Peter Mansfield and so we'll continue to monitor the lap times behind we've got Pete Waters uh, two laps behind but as I say he's a relay car Michael O'Reilly back for Optinet Racing that car's been really up and down the uh, the order as far as the overall positions are concerned Optinet were uh, way down whether they were uh, down in eighth place at the end of six hours at the classification yeah, they were got up back up to sixth place and now up to third place. So the Optinec team has been uh, really, as I say, up and down the order. But uh, it will ultimately depend on where they are uh, regarding the uh, handicap system as to how Optinec has done. And uh, Michael O'Reilly, as I say, the man behind Optinec, uh, will be uh, looking to make up some ground. We've got Caterham's crawling all over the back yeah. of the Lotus as they come through, having this first green flag lap. There goes P. Paul Aram right behind the Lotus now. Uh, so he will be wanting to uh, get past as quickly as he can. But that will only be him taking a lap off and going from five laps down to four laps down. And... I don't think that's going to uh, help him in these closing stages of the race. Claire? No, I don't. I think Peter will take it nice and easy now. And he's probably, I, don't, I think they've got Pitta Car Radio. I, don't, I can't remember if they have. But if they have, he, Rob will be saying to him, just ease it, let them go past. Don't worry about it. Stay safe and bring it home. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Peter Mansfield doing exactly that. He uh, already has let Paul Aram past him and uh, a few other of the relay cars going fast as well as they go up to Rocket. Three laps to go. And as I say, the lead now will be down to four laps. But uh, if... Uh, Peter Mansfield can, I mean, the important thing from Peter Mansfield's point of view for the Rob Boston Elisa's point of view is just simply not to crash. Yeah. Um, and so he can really just go as long as he can keep going. He will have to take the checkered flag in order to be classified. Um, and so the only rule for him is just don't crash. And uh, he, whether they're on the radio or not, Peter is uh, old enough, wise enough and clever enough not to crash in these remaining few laps of the race. But uh so two laps is the gap between himself and the GPW car. Mike O'Reilly with the Optinec team car is and further two laps behind in third place. But as far as the Heroes Trophy is concerned, the car that we're concerned about is the number 17 DSP Racing Caterham, which will be the next car across the line now. Actually, it's not because it's been overtaken by the relay cars. Here comes the Paul Aram car. That's there, the that car is. That's, yep. which is going through in what is effectively second place in the Heroes Trophy. So he's basically took a, took a lap off of, of Rob, yeah, Rob Boston. But it's not but a lap, it, is but it? It's not, it's all he's, not all really. he's done, he's got ahead of him. He's not yeah. taken a lap off him yet because uh, uh, he's got to go round before he takes a lap off him. So uh, no, Peter's just going to have to take this one very carefully. And uh, he is. You can see. Is it, uh, I mean, if you look, if you look at it and going along that back straight now, he's not going as fast as he did before. He's he's taking it really easy. A stop-and-go penalty for car number 41. That's the Cockwombles team car. Uh, they currently... Uh, it's Zoltan Chibai who's uh, slipped back to eighth place now. 
um, and they're going to have to take a 30-second penalty uh, before the end of the race, which we now have just three minutes remaining. Peter Mansfield is uh, circulating carefully. I'm just trying to work out where he is on the circuit. Um, just coming down. Just going through down to the court screw. Yeah, so uh, a dramatic end to the 2019 race of remembrance. But uh, I think Peter Mansfield is just going to be able to uh, hang on at the front. Uh, just looking a bit further down uh, in Class A, it's still a 1-2 for the two minis. But Adam Morrison now ahead of Craig Dillon, first and second. Those two separated by 27 seconds in the aggregate positions in the Citroen C1 class, Josh Potter is ahead of Dave Scotting and continuing to draw away. Uh, I wonder if Dave Scotting's got some uh, issues as well because he's slow, getting slower. But Josh Potter with the Rab Sport Racing Citroen is just managing to hold him off and pull away at the moment. And say those two both on the same number of laps completed. The uh, two Morgans have got themselves nose to tail uh, with the number 21 car currently in the hands of Craig Hamilton Smith, the relay car. Um, and the other car, the number 20 car, which four votes has taken out after the braking problems for that, but making a nice photo finish for the two Morgans. They came here with the five cars altogether, but one of them running in the Heroes Trophy race and the other one running as a relay team. Um, but uh, good performance from all of the uh, Morgans together to uh, make a great effort. Peter Mansfield is up at the top of the hill at the moment and shortly will be coming back into our site at uh, the corkscrew, comes down into the corkscrew. Yes, he gets, I mean, the car is stopping. The brakes do uh, work, but uh, as Rob Boston explained to Diana Binks a little while ago, I think the main issue is that uh, it's just a very, very long pedal, and that doesn't inspire any confidence at all. So scary. He will be, very scary. <laughs> he will be lifting uh, early as they uh, come into the corners into the hairpins, especially into the pits for his stop and go penalty comes the Cockwombles car, car number 41. That's Zoltan Shabu uh, to have his uh, penalty pit stop at the end. Here comes Peter Mansfield. We've got, he's just going to go through. He's going to go on to the last lap now. So yep. Peter Mansfield onto his last lap of the race in the Rob Boston racing Lotus Elise. It's been a great race for him and, he will now just be heaving a huge sigh of relief and saying, come on now, Peter, don't make any mistakes. Yeah, don't do nothing now. Interesting as the, as the, the pit wall becomes absolutely full with everyone getting ready to watch him come over the line. Yeah, great atmosphere down there on the pit wall and uh, applause being given to every single one of these drivers as they come through on this final lap of the race. 350 laps now completed for Peter Mansfield in that leading Lotus Elise uh, and still going um, well uh, as far as the Heroes Trophy is concerned, although he was overtaken by the Caterham TWP Racing Mazda. He's going to come home as the leader of the 1800cc class. So uh, the TWP car uh, got itself kind of a bit ahead of itself as far as the 
pit stops were concerned and had to use the safety cars when they came, which they did in uh, great abundance towards the end of the race. And that enabled them to do their extra pit stops. But it did mean that they lost the position to the number 17 DSP racing catering in the final stages of the race. But we wait for the... Leading car, the Lotus Elise, Peter Mansfield is uh, up at the hairpin at the moment and will be bringing the car back down the straight into the final turn, into the bus stop and then into the final turn for the last time. The chequered flag is prepared. The 2019 Race of Remembrance, 12 hours has elapsed, and here he comes now, Peter Mansfield, Rob Boston will be on the pit wall and waving his hands in joy, that's been a nail-biting finish, but a great win for Peter Mansfield, then he takes the Race of Remembrance, Diana Binks is down there, and I'm sure she's with Rob Boston. Go Diana. I am with uh, Rob Boston, (laughs) actually... He nearly fell over the wall. <laughs> Race of Remembrance 2019 winner. How does that feel? Oh, it feels amazing. I'm, 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 I'm so proud of the team. Peter, um, serving soldier, lots of medals, served the country, and he just he desperately wanted to do this again. And uh, I just feel so pleased for him and uh, pleased to be part of it. Well, congratulations to you and all the team and to Peter. I did talk to him earlier and he was a bit like, I really want to win this one. So he'll be delighted. How are you going to celebrate? Um, uh, with the... <laughs> with a break, I think. <laughs> no, with a well-earned break, I think, if I don't mind saying so myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations to all of you. Hopefully we'll catch up with Peter as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, well done, Diana, there, in amongst the chaos on the pit wall, talking to uh, Rob Boston then. Uh, And to be fair to Rob, you know, I mean, a lot of that win was down to his driving early on. He was the guy who put the car on pole position. Uh, He was the guy who did the majority of the driving, although Peter Mansfield, the two of them sharing the driving throughout the 12 12 hours uh, and the three segments of the race. But uh, hugely well done to Peter then, closing uh, that final stint with those braking issues on the Lotus Elise. Claire? Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. I'm really, really pleased for them. We shared a garage with them uh, last year, and uh, they had all sorts of issues. So I'm, I'm really glad he's won it. I'm really pleased for Bob, uh, Rob. Well done. I call him Bob all the time whenever I speak to him. <laughs> Good work. Well done. Uh, the Honda CRV crosses the line there. There goes the uh, Scuderia Sundial. Um, Honda Civic at the end, not quite getting itself onto the podium, despite its very best efforts there. They finished, uh, was it fourth in class in the end? Actually, no, fifth in class in the end for Adam Marchant Wincott there, uh, finishing just behind the uh, Team Cat DT car, which was uh, one of the leading runners in C1 earlier on, but uh, then had its problems. So the Citroen C1 class in the end, taken by Josh Potter for Rab Sport Racing in the number 432 car that was shared with Richard Barnard, um, Gary Mitchell and Mark Layton. Well done to them. Uh, in Class A, it was a win. It was a 1-2 indeed for Track Scotland uh, with the 55 car taking the win in the end. Adam Morrison bringing the car across the line. Uh, assisted by Sandy Bonner, Gordon Long and Will Robson. They were the drivers in that uh, winning mini for the Track Scotland team. Uh, They won Class A. The Class E winner, um, and for so long, looked like it was going to be finishing even higher than it did, um, but it does 
just scrape onto the Heroes Trophy podium is the TWP Mazda. Great effort from them. Uh, really did uh, show great speed in the darkness and the wet. And uh, then they managed to hold on. Nick Dugill, John Munro and Brad Philfort, a good drive from them. They can be very pleased with themselves. Finishing as class, winners in Class E and in third place overall. And uh, great work as well from DSP Racing with uh, the solo uh, Caterham which uh, Paul Aram brought to the flag, uh, Don Henshaw and Steve McCulley. Steve McCulley, for my money, was one of the stars of the race. I mean, very, very quick indeed. Uh, at one point, he was the fastest car on the race out there. But, Hello, uh, Paul. Great work. Yeah, Diana, yes, what can you tell us? Well, I'm in the pit lane, but I was going to go to the Park Fermi, but I'm not sure I c- I'll be able to hear you from there. Would you? James Cameron's here. I just wanted, want to get a final few words from James. Yes, off you go. <laughs> James, 2019 done now. Uh, superb race. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, obviously the C1 class was tightly contested. <laughs> 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 but uh, but I think, uh, no, I mean, it's just been wonderful. I mean, up and down the pit lane, just there are so many people here that I respect who come and enter into this in exactly the right spirit and... Uh, and just allow us to have a phenomenal time. It's a celebration of our sporting year, but I think it's a bit more than that, isn't it, these days? It's uh, it's really quite special. So, yeah, it's very cool. Blimey, we've done it again, Diana. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Well, everyone in the pit lane, up and down the pit lane, I've just said they get so much from this in all aspects, whether it's a personal thing, it's a motivational thing, or a competition thing. So, well done to you. Thank you very much indeed. Anyway, so prize giving will be just as fast as we can do it. So we'll get the word up and down the pit lane uh, for when we can do get everybody into the marquee for one last time uh, and work out who's won this thing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, James. Cheers. Well done to James Cameron and uh, well done to everybody who's ever had anything to do with Mission Motorsport because uh, uh, we've all been saying it, but it's absolutely true. This is a very special event just wave sorry i'm just waving for the listeners i'm just waving to the safety car driver right okay uh, if <laughs> you're going to wave to the safety car driver then do so claire but don't <laughs> hold the microphone sorry. up into your mouth as if you're about to do it um because that kind of makes me think you, you're wanting to, that's fine we will train you into being a commentator no, eventually <laughs> uh, maybe um so well done i was in the middle of saying well done to all of the uh, mission motorsport staff and anybody who's had anything to do with mission motorsport because uh, that was absolutely uh, awesome, uh, terrific event, and uh, well done to everybody concerned uh, with Mission Motorsport for that, and of course also to the BARC. My thanks as well go to the Marshals uh, for all of the work that they've done. Uh, the other mystery, which uh, isn't quite clear to me yet, is who uh, is going to end up winning the handicap. Um, but as far as the on the road positions were concerned, and we didn't really get to talk about the relay runners so much because it was so confusing with the handicap, but Pete Waters. Uh, coming home as the first relay car home in car number 88 um jeff price and lee bristow lee bristow was absolutely outstanding uh, for my money good work from him optinec racing uh, michael o'reilly with the uh, team mark roberts and paul verne and they did a great job as well uh, it was great to meet michael o'reilly this weekend for having uh, um, wanted a meeting for some time so uh, well done to optinec racing uh, second on the road as far as the relay cars were concerned and as i say once we know who actually won the relay then uh, we'll uh, once the handicap is applied uh, we will announce that in the marquee uh, at the end of the race uh, i think claire anything else that you want to say 
No, sorry, no. Yes. No, that's fine. Good. Yeah, okay. Thanks um, to the marshals and everyone. Unusual stuff. All the usual stuff. Yes. Well, we we, we thank the marshals for all of their uh, hard work. Thanks to the BARC. Diana Binks did an outstanding job for us in all weathers over the course of the weekend. Thanks very much to Diana for all of your help. Uh, it's been an absolutely memorable race of remembrance. Uh, the sun has kind of disappeared behind the clouds now here at Anglesey. Uh, and if any of you have been listening on the RS1 channel of the Radio Show Limited Network, then uh, if you've been inspired by this, then get yourself up here next year because it's a great place to watch motor racing. Uh, and the Race of the Remembrance is a very special event indeed. It's been great fun. It's been a privilege to talk about it from up here in the commentary box for the 12 hours. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself and I hope you have too. Safe journey home, everybody. See you over in the marquee if you're here at Anglesey. Otherwise, see you all at another racetrack very soon. Good night. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.